3: There was a guy who called in who was like, at some point we did a discussion about capital cities that were also someone's name. And all of us just agreed that Eugene was one of them, though just not the capital of Oregon. And someone was like, I can't believe you guys <laughs> didn't know the capital of oregon and i realized like
0: i like don't even remember that conversation I,
3: neither did i but i i remembered now just like being like oh yeah eugene because like we all went to school there
0: i thought we were just talking about cities i don't even remember i think i, I don't think even it was remember. supposed to be
3: capitals that have the same oh, name yeah. but like it's like obviously we know salem is the capital of oregon but it was just like oh eugene's cat we all went to
0: school there that's a name first name city There have been so many times when people just point out how dumb we are. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like... Like, that's like the biggest recurring bit on the show of just how stupid we are. (laughs) Collectively, Uh, you know. They need
3: help, and they're idiots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When our power is (laughs) combined. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a a comedy of errors. Yeah. (laughs) Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains. That are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim and Dwight Creed, Call Annie and Kelly. For your business paper needs or dun the myth. Then the people purses, paper, people done the myth. Then the people purses paper people done the myth. Then the people purses paper. People hello and welcome to the michael scott podcast company a show for fans of the office by fans of the office i am your host and vance refrigeration worker edwin jades and with me as always our producer in the vance refrigeration warehouse alex ward
4: i am going to have
2: to do this soprano style just whack them <laughs> guys can you take the freight elevator please hey you want to see a really messy hey, up show you know what Follow Follow that's around. my foot come to our office one ass
5: ass
0: this week our uh, our dear friend and co-host sean roney is a traveling salesman and is not with us uh for today's episode so alex and i thought it would be very fun to do a couple of minor characters just the two of us doing the two vance refrigeration guys that we see every now and then throughout the show their names are Gino and Leo, and they will be the the main topic of today's show. Something very quick, very yeah. fun, kind of random, and uh, the, this is the kind of stuff that our show was made for.
3: Um, yeah. uh, we're going to pair this with a bunch of listener voicemails too, because uh, we've we have a lot of good ones that have been sitting there. So we did this we did this last time with Billy Merchant and listener voicemails, and so I like pairing the like. There's minor characters in the office, and then there's like there's like minor, minor, minor characters, and that's where we're going today with these guys. Um. But we will get to and
0: Charles minor and characters, Charles minor
3: characters, and we will get to a bunch of questions later on from from different listeners. Um, but again, if you like that part of the show where we're just answering questions from our listeners, you should join our Patreon. Five bucks a month. Uh, you support the show. It lets us continue to do the show, and we uh, also do a monthly exclusive mailbag episode where we answer all of our questions we get from our Patreons. Um, nothing too small, nothing too big. That's what she said. Everything in between. Uh, we also now have ad-free episodes. Uh, you can subscribe to your own private podcast feed, and you will get our these episodes you're hearing now without any ads in them, and our live reads, or the ones that are inserted. You just get the pure episode, nothing else. Um, so yeah, join Patreon for those wonderful benefits, and we also uh, donate a portion of everything we get through Patreon uh, to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. So all good reasons to do it, but Edwin, let's get back to our episode. Where do you want to start with Geo,
0: Gino, and Leo? Gino and Leo. <laughs> okay, and Gio. so Gino and Leo are the two Vance refrigeration warehouse workers played by... Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky, two writers. Yeah, I recognize and those names uh, from
3: the credits. Yes,
0: from The Office and from a number of other uh, comedy shows and uh, movies throughout the years. I mean, there's just we can list their credits, but like if you ever watched Hello Ladies on HBO or the Bad Bad Teacher series, or uh, I mean, obviously uh, they've got other stuff in the works. But um, by the way, if you haven't seen Hello Ladies
3: out there um and you if you like the bbc office Stephen merchant one of the co-creators of this whole thing uh is the lead on that show and if you like cringe comedy and you haven't seen hello ladies you you, you got to fix that asap
0: there it might be it might be too cringe for it's, some people yeah. but the big but the big laughs are really really good in that show. it's it's, it's uh, hardcore yeah.
3: cringy like really
0: hardcore yeah, yeah uh but anyway um yeah two writers and producers of the office who have uh a some small recurring roles in uh in a couple of seasons in season two and season five um and uh i guess as as well in their credit they have an imdb credit for threat level midnight uh as well so um there is uh they're just like a very funny minor part of the show we thought with just the two of us it would be a fun uh thing to dive into so uh lee eisenberg plays gino Yes. And Gene Stupnitsky plays Leo. So a little flip. To differentiate of
3: names. Leo and Gino. Gino is the one who actually sells Michael the Caprese salad uh, for $500. Leo is the one who's like, oh, there's girls in there and he hits on Pam Valentine's day. If you want to picture mm-hmm. who those, who we're talking about.
0: They flipped the names in just a way that would be funny in the writer's room and would trip up potential podcast hosts <laughs> years and it's years true. later. True. So, uh, But yeah, I think we first see them, well, they appear in the main episodes, but they also appear in deleted scenes. Uh, I believe that their first appearance comes in Valentine's Day when um, they are delivering the giant teddy bear. Yes. And Kevin says, that thing's bigger than I am. And he says, no, it's not. Oh, zip it. So they just have like little moments, little interactions. Yeah. The first uh, deleted scene where they would be was from the drop that Alex played at the top of the show, which is when Michael is uh, walking around in the Halloween episode trying to figure out uh, who to fire. um, And they just kind of crash his his elevator ride. He's on uh, his way down to pitch
3: to Hank (laughs) in that scene, too. Yeah. We find out through the course of his conversation with Hank. He's trying to find out if Hank works for the building
0: or for Dr. Mifflin. (laughs) When he finds Mm -hmm. out it's the building, he's just like, ah, darn He says, well, get your pepper spray ready because he's got to fire someone. And Hank says, you're on your own. (laughs) Uh, That's in the super fan episode. And later, Hank
3: is the only one who's actually called to bring to escort an employee off the premises, which is Michael later when Charles Mm -hmm. has
0: (laughs) Hank come take him away. (laughs) But uh, we see them again in frame, Toby. Um. When uh, actually, I'm jumping ahead. There's a leaded scene at the end of Drug Testing, which again you yes. can see in the Superfan episode, where it turns out that they're the ones who are smoking the joint in the parking lot. We uh we see them throw the joint in the parking lot, and they say we should get a pizza. And the other one says, "I hate pizza. It's weird. Yeah, who hates pizza? But this, yeah, one like, of the most suspect lines of the whole show. I know.
3: And they didn't include this in Drug Testing, and it actually, when you don't put it in there, you, you Drug Testing is left with a mystery of like who Where did it actually come from? Mm-hmm. This solves that, but. Um, I get why they didn't, because I. You could also be like, wait, who were the like, who were those guys? Like, we don't really see them during drug testing at all. Earlier, we sh- if we saw them earlier in the episode, uh, eating Caprese salad, we'll say that then it would have worked, or just to have, like, had a reference. But um, no dice. But yes, they do. We see them throw that joint right exactly where Dwight finds it later.
0: It makes sense that they appear in a lot of deleted scenes that we can later view in the super fan episodes because they are such minor characters, and I don't think they're ever named in the show, no, and like they would if you really have to edit down for time, it would be an easy place to cut is these characters who maybe they have funny lines, but they don't really contribute that much to the larger overall plot outside of being in certain scenes um mm-hmm. like when they're delivering the teddy bear
3: It feels like something that greg daniels micro shore do like to allow on their show because i'm thinking about like you know harris whittles or something in parks and rec where they play these roles oh, yeah. who are like they just pop in very rarely and they're really funny and they generally just have one or two lines that are good and they're out and then you don't see them forever um harris whittles is does a little more in parks and rec um as yeah. the rip yeah rip as the um animal catchers or something they they're animal control. Yeah, animal control.
0: Harrison Brett. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite lines. Is when the other guy just says, "Hey, how you know my name?" And he's wearing a name tag, <laughs> like at the end of their long yeah. conversation.
3: And yeah. it's funny because they're also with Leo and and Gino in this uh, as the Vance Refrigeration guys. They're also just in these kind of onesie outfits, blue collar workers. Um, but and, and they just had like you know we we brought this up before, but they're one of the only one of I believe two maybe the only scene in the entire nine seasons that has a scene without any office employees in it at all. Uh, when we see the two of them see cafe disco and say, Hey, you know, there's girls in there and they talk to each other. So they actually get a scene together. Um, despite not having anything to do with thunder Mifflin, which is, which is notable uh, over nine
0: seasons, but, um, they don't do a ton. That's the thing where Kelly and Aaron start dancing. And then immediately as they start dancing, uh, Leo is just standing in the hallway eating a sandwich. I in a previous episode I said it was an apple, but it is a sandwich. Yeah, uh, and he goes out and says, "There's girls in there." What I just say? Do you have another sandwich? Forget the sandwich, girls, girls. Uh
3: I think their most, um, I think the best scene they get by far is going over to season five when, in frame, Toby, of course, when they do yeah. sell him the the weed which is actually caprese salad that whole scene is done so well um they're obviously having a lot of fun with it and michael buying weed from a stranger is the most like <laughs> fish out of water see he just everything he knows about this is from movies uh starting with the fact that he tries to buy it in pounds mm-hmm. um and that he has zero idea what he, the price is he assumes it'll be expensive but I, the the price Gino gives him five hundred bucks for two pounds. I'm losing <laughs> money on this. That's way cheap to actually sell him two pounds, but way more than he would get in the little baggie that he gives him. So every part of this, the red flags are everywhere. For Michael, of course, he doesn't see
0: any of them because he's terrified. Um, well, not, he walks I, up and they're throwing the little. I always assume they were little like the the little popper things on the ground. Yeah, and just and also uh, eating again eating. They're always eating. These guys. Mm-hmm. It seems like they've, ne- like they've never had any sort of reason to interact before. No. Like, they're just surprised when Michael comes up. It makes you think we'd have weed. It's just a great... Well, at first he says, I need to purchase something. He says, a fridge? <laughs> like a fridge? How many pounds does that
3: it have? It's, it's two pounds. <laughs> it's a good deal. I'm, I'm losing money on this. Walk away. Two pounds. Like, Michael knows what two pounds... <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, he pounds. doesn't even look in the back look there's mozzarella
3: they just yeah. slip it into his pocket they're just like take it walk yeah. away yeah. and uh two pounds yeah okay
0: they know a mark when they see one and it just approached them yeah. it's, it's the biggest
3: bark of all time
0: it's Michael yeah. in that jacket but Michael carries 500 bucks on him I guess so, I guess so. You know, with Michael and money you never know you never know <laughs> this scary black bar is things that I no know. one ever needs that would be Michael's reasoning too is you never know
3: yeah, and a Burlington coat yeah. might present itself. Yeah,
0: put the money in my shoe, and I forgot about it until now. <laughs> um, but you know, that was a very quick recap of basically all of their scenes. I believe they they're credited for threat level midnight. I didn't see them when I I, I think, uh, or maybe that's a writing credit mm. when, um not an acting credit. Excuse me, um, but. Um, Oh, actually, never mind. Uh, Lee Eisenberg is credited as a bar patron. I tried to find him, but I didn't really. I didn't find him. Um, in Goodbye Toby, Mrs. Vance, we're out of barbecue sauce or something like that. <laughs> they have like that quick little throwaway line because they're cooking. Like, I just, I love that they're so minor that they, they're just, uh, they're just idiots, and that they continue that little tradition of having writers appear in the show. Um, they really just kind of expand the comedic universe of the show. Yeah which is really nice. Something that gets doubled down on quite a bit in Parks and Rec. Like they have exponentially more characters from the town that they bring in, but in the office, uh, it's, it's a little more contained Mm -hmm. and, but it is nice to have characters like that to kind of give you more comedic possibilities. It's kind of like in The Simpsons or something like that, when you have these little side characters that can just inflect a little joke or just kind of be a very, very random part of the scene or the moment or the episode. It's all their
3: characters like as soon as you even see them, you're like, oh, what? We're gonna get a little something, and mm. it's just a fun little turn for them. And um, they, they have a really, some really funny scenes in the bloopers when they're hitting on Pam that I really enjoy um I'll,
0: that's in the it, super fan episode as well for valentine's day yes. a deleted scene where they they're like so what are you doing for valentine's day when they're, they're talking to pam and
3: he's yeah. like oh I'm, she's like i'm going to dinner with my fiance what are you guys doing and we find out that uh gino has a girlfriend leo does not and uh mm. they proceed to have a fight uh, <laughs> they start fighting
0: in the office fight, like
3: break this up yeah to <laughs> let that let that play out a bit
0: yeah, just, I don't know. It, they, we were trying to come up with somebody who's so who's minor that we would, like, never, ever think to talk about who's them. The who's so the minor that
3: even our yeah. listeners would be like, I'm going to skip this episode. I don't know
0: about this one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> who's so minor that Sean won't care. And it was actually hard because mm-hmm. we were with Sean last weekend running names by him. And he's like, That's I got to be there he for that like, one. I
0: don't do that one. Yeah. Like, we even yeah. thought about
3: doing Bob Vance. And we will do, you know, Vance Refrigeration uh at some point but but no we had to go even smaller with these two dopes
0: <laughs> uh but yeah i guess that covers that's the majority of Gino and Rio. Really we you know it's just funny that you would that we would kind of apply this sort of um try to analyze their role in the show at all i guess like do you have any like where do they stand on your uh in terms of other minor characters Ah. Uh like
3: minor my minor league rankings I, yeah yeah i don't know I, you know
0: they're not—they're
3: almost not even in it enough to be they're like fringe <laughs> so
0: they're like not they're existed, fringe
3: characters yeah. like we yeah, see them sure. or hear from them once like a minor character would at least have i don't know like who's a minor like like maybe christian is a minor character who he meets in the client
2: you That's at least get like a well,
3: few scenes of dialogue and you you let's, establish let's... who they are
0: Let's let's put it this way instead. Yeah. Do you wish you saw more of them, less of them, or we saw the perfect amount? Uh, a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. I think even
3: even four or five more scenes might be a little much. But i i I'd like to I'd like to hear from them maybe once a season. That's it. Like you just get a tiny thing because they get like three times they show up in season two, and then mm-hmm. twice in season five, and it's like I yeah. I wish I would have just you get one time throughout the season where we see them. We're
4: here for a
0: they could have played a role kind kind of similar to the warehouse guys in the early seasons, and especially when you have Patrice O'Neill and Islani, where Michael is kind of intimidated. Yes. Or Michael is trying to find out what's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see that kind of playing out with them. That he sort of um, treats them like an oracle he can go talk to a little bit
3: like yeah. on the street. Like They or could they, always be yeah. hanging around the building or near their truck, and like Michael will go talk to them or ask them about anything that has to do with, like, the underworld or drugs or crime or like anything he thinks is over the other side of the law. He always talks to them
0: and they, they just take the role. They're also like portrayed as such idiots that there's no reason why you would take any stock in anything they have to say. Like when they start fighting, Pam turns and is just like, look at what, and look what they're doing. She puts her hand up to display. They just start fighting in the middle of the office. Like there, you wonder if there weren't more, uh, more moments that they could have had, I know. uh, yeah. well it's like, like the, in the fun run episode for example maybe they could have been a part of that um something along those lines where they just could have
3: had more parking lot moments or when like when Andy and Kevin are fighting for their parking spaces there could have been something there um when even when like <clears throat> Vance referred, Bob Vance buys out the warehouse uh before they the merger could have been something there where like they're they're now they're on the same team and they have to meet the other warehouse guys
0: I don't know you know what would have been great webisodes about Gino and Leo. Oh
3: yeah. Perfect.
0: Where they have to do something. Well, I mean, again, just to kind of honor the drop from the beginning, you know, you really want to see a messy show. You should follow us around. Yeah. Um, maybe or, they deliver a fridge to like a
3: Dunner Mifflin client or like someone mm-hmm. or like, uh, I don't know who Robert California orders a fridge for his new house or something from them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen
0: or, uh, I think, like, maybe it was somebody else's webisode where they have, they have to go to Vance Refrigeration and talk to those guys to yeah. try to get to the bottom of something. I would have liked to have seen a little more of that. Like, I think, I think they could have inflected a little more randomness, mm-hmm. just a different note uh, into the larger sort of thing of the office, which would have been nice. But or take It's always yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. I was going
3: to say, take the idea of drug testing or something, like a mystery within the building, and then they, they become involved in, like, trying to solve that mystery, whatever it is,
0: uh, that, that could have been a lot of fun. They could have asked them about who drew the butts on Pam's mural in season nine. Perfect. That would have been a fun instance, but ass, yeah, ass, just
3: all- ass, yeah. ass, ass, ass. Perfect, right?
0: Perfect. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they would. They would say the-, <laughs> the clues point in their direction already, yeah. but always fun to go down these weird little rabbit holes within the show and try to focus on something small like this. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, It's said. definitely it's just a fun way. To- <laughs> it's just a fun way to think about the office. I agree. And wh- what what are we if not looking for ways? Fun ways Mm -hmm. to talk
3: about The Office.
0: Sean is the Bob Vance, and you and I are Gino and Leo.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Okay.
4: The winner. (laughs) The winner.
0: Scott. Where's Scott? (laughs) I don't know how you work with that jackass and that other jackass and that new jackass. What a pair of Mary's. What a, what a pair of Marys! Such a great line. What a
3: pair of Marys! That's that's going to be a hot drop board for the Bob Vance episode.
0: We have to. We need to do that one sooner rather than later I agree. because it would make a lot more sense logically to have done that one before this. One. Oh yeah, <laughs> we did.
3: We're working backwards. We did Billy Merchant, like the building owner, and now these guys. Eventually, will yeah. get to Bob Vance. Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> but but any but anyway, yeah. Sean Vance. Vance Sean Detroit. Vance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what line of work are you in, Sean? Yeah. Uh
3: picking okay.
0: the brownies. Let's let's uh, probably. <laughs> let's uh let's jump into our voicemails. But before we do, yeah. let's take a quick break. Taking a break from our conversation to share a quick message from DoorDash. Do you find yourself ordering with DoorDash more than twice per month? I do. In that case. I do, Edwin. You do? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, then you're gonna love the rest of this ad. <laughs> In that case, <laughs> let's talk about getting you signed up for Dash let's Pass. The easiest way to save money on what you're already eating. Hmm. Dash Pass is a membership that offers unlimited zero dollar delivery fees from thousands of restaurants, grocery stores, and convenience stores. With your membership, you can save an average of four to $5 on each order that you place for delivery or pickup. That means on average, DashPass pays for itself when you order twice a month. With over 18,000 restaurants eligible for DashPass, you may f- even find a new favorite restaurant. Flowers, pet supplies, groceries, sandwiches with a lead pipe in the middle. DoorDash <laughs> has so much more than just restaurants. Whatever you're using DoorDash for, additional savings await with your unlimited $0 delivery fees with DashPass. Try a free month of DashPass now and watch your savings add up. Start or stop your membership anytime after your free trial ends. If you're ready to save money on your DoorDash orders, DoorDash is offering a free month of DashPass right now. Stop spending money on delivery fees. Try DashPass from DoorDash today for free. When you've got zero delivery fees, you're free to get more because you can. Start your free month today. DoorDash DashPass 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 DoorDash. Sandwich delivery for Oscar Martinez. I'm... Oscar Martinez. And we're back with the main event for this episode, voicemail sent in by our fantastic listeners.
4: Please leave a message for Andy Bernard. it been a while
3: since we did that drop. Yeah. I used to, I used to, I was thinking, oh, that'll be a segment. We'll do one voicemail, but things change on the show. Uh, let's get right to the voicemails. <laughs> um, well, let's start here with uh, Zach. Zach. Out in Indianapolis.
4: Michael Scott Podcast Company. May I have your attention? You got it. Fellas, this is Zach from Indianapolis. I binged a lot of your show the last couple of weeks, most notably on a cross country trip to Denver and back. I was listening with my dad, and we both agreed that it made that trip much smoother and more enjoyable. And one of those episodes I was listening to, uh, a few teachers wrote in about teaching former child actors in the office and distinctly remember Edwin saying, crazy world, a lot of teachers. Well, I am one of those <laughs> teachers. I teach middle school. And uh, the theme for my classroom this year is the office. So I wanted to see if you folks had any suggestions for, like, decor and signage. My front entry bulletin board already has a – Picture of Pam at her desk with lettering Dunder Mifflin this is Pam so things like that uh, love the show appreciate what you guys do and uh, looking forward to hearing what you think take care stay safe
0: thank you that's a great question I'm, gla- I'm glad I'm uh, glad I'm glad that stood out crazy world a lot of teachers Yeah. Dude. Uh, they, thankfully thankful yes. for the teachers yep. yeah
3: My I grew up my dad was a teacher uh, a
0: lot of teachers in my lives uh, appreciate you yeah I think as far as decor goes office supplies and school supplies aren't that far apart. It's true. I think there's a lot of opportunities for crossover there, Um, especially with reception. I feel like that's where my mind goes to first. Candy dish, paper clips, different colored paper for different colored things. But those Um,
3: would just be normal things in a school classroom. It's like, how are they? How do they are office centric?
0: Okay, well, I'm coming up with solutions, not problems, okay? (laughs) Yeah, fair uh, enough <laughs> <laughs> oh we're at paperclips good one <laughs> um the other place that my mind went was uh the the party the that jim and dwight throw together mm. you know it is your birthday it is your classroom oh yeah that's period. good gray uh, and brown balloons some, yeah or, or whatever fits the theme yes of uh of the uh of the of the classroom yeah
3: are you so i have, I have a lot of questions here i mean the uh I mean, I don't know how much, how much budget you have for this, how much you want to go into this. You said it's middle school, which is great because you got like, it would depend on the sort of jokes you could do if they're a high schoolers or just elementary, but you're right in the middle here. You're going to have a school year last, what, about nine months? You could do as, you could do every month is a new season themed, or you're going to just keep things in there. Uh, I did a little look online. It's very easy to get a Froggy 101 sticker. I would put that up somewhere in your room. Ooh. Uh, just little subtle things like that. You could also buy the poster of like the artwork that's hanging in the break room. Very subtle. That kind of weird nineties graphic thing. Put that in your classroom somewhere. Um you could oh, I was you could put the Wayne Gretzky quote on the chalkboard, like a Michael Scott Wayne Gretzky one, or even just have a taped off part of your whiteboard or chalkboard that is just a different office quote every day or every week or whatever and just kind of keep office quotes cycling through that
0: you could easily get maybe that little homer simpson doll that they have sitting up there Very
3: simple um, simpson's world's best
0: boss mug something for maybe behind your desk as the teacher that says uh zach is the proud owner of a quality seiko timepiece oh that's might be great. Kind, might be kind of a deep cut but <laughs> no but that's that's the beauty is you could have
3: all these deep cut jokes that are just mm-hmm. like would look totally normal in a classroom. So I totally agree you with that. You could
0: make one. assuming you have a desk, you could make your desk uh replica like a replica of Michael's desk with the little truck mm-hmm. and the train whistle next stop cook. Come on, go. There's uh there are all sorts of things you could do with that. I also put think your stapler in Jello that, one day.
3: Go, you know. They, the yes, old school yeah. joke, the joke. Like be like, "Oh, we're going to have Jello," and then you take off the cover and there's a stapler in there.
0: Um oh, this is what I was going to say. Where it says, Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam. You could change it throughout the year to say, Dunder Mifflin, this is Ryan. Dunder Mifflin, this is Ronnie. Or just Dunder Dunder Mifflin, Mifflin, this is. is. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, You said middle school. I don't know if they're still doing art class, but you could get some of the warehouse shirts for Smocks. (laughs) I don't know. Oh. (laughs) Remember Smocks? You could have Movie Mondays. Yeah. you could ha- you could sprout mung beans in your desk. You could tape weapons under all the desks, put a Beaumont Adams right on, right on
0: top of your desk. You could uh, we'll go wear a holster school. you could wear a holster and keep a banana in yeah. it in case you weren't hungry now, but you got hungry there later. There you go. Uh maybe a
3: Cornell pennant. hmm Something like that hung up. I don't there's a, there's no end to that. Like you could just start googling things to put on the wall.
0: You know what might be really fun is to do an office Olympics. Classroom oh, Olympics. Oh that's good. Yeah. That's good. And Kind of go off of that but yeah my my number one overall pick is still the uh the banner with the balloons on the theme and then maybe a cake with a chicklet on it to symbolize a pillow or a tv yep
3: my my takeaway pick is going to be a different have a rotating quote on a corner of the board and maybe a student gets to choose the quote each week make it interactive somehow could be fun
0: that's awesome. But that's a really, really great and fun idea for your classroom. And thank you for letting us brainstorm about that. That's, that's, that's really fun. Fun. Uh, love it. Man. We'll, well, we'll give
3: Sean a chance on our next episode. We'll give him a few minutes to respond to any of these if he wants to, but he probably won't. All right. Sean,
0: Sean will come in and say, I have a few thoughts prepared about you people. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll roast us. Yeah.
3: <laughs> He's missed the most episodes. So he always, he does get a segment to, uh, to kick back at us. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's go to our next voicemail from Lauren in Pennsylvania.
1: Hi, guys. My name is Lauren, and I'm calling from Schwenksville, Pennsylvania. It's about an hour and a half outside of France in the Philadelphia metropolitan area. I was just listening to episode 90, The Break Room. I just wanted to comment on Kevin and how supportive he is of Pam and Labor. I love that he just puts his <laughs> hand on her shoulder and helps how- supportive he is of Pam and just kept asking her, are you okay during ultra fees? He is generally concerned for his friend, and I think that's one of the, not the funniest, but the best moments in the break room. Also, you guys brought up her chips. It's a huge thing here in the Philadelphia area. Her chip factory is located out near Lancaster, PA, and it's horrible. We went there when we were younger for class trips, and it's a pretty cool place to check out. I would love that's to cool. send you guys bags of chips for you to try. Just let me know what kind of flavors you would like, and I can make that happen. We oh, love so your cool. podcast. Keep doing what you're doing, especially in times like these. It's great to listen to you guys. Thanks and take care. Bye.
0: That's amazing. Thank you so much. Wow. it's very sweet. Really nice.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, the question is, what flavor of hers Chips do we want to try, man? Now, they got a lot of different. They had a lot of different flavors here. Okay. Yeah. I don't have it in front of okay. me. Okay. Well, I, I mean, they have 12 different kettle cooked chips. They have 19 different potato chips. Uh, there's just tons of stuff. Generally, what's, what's a go to chip flavor for you, Edwin?
0: Well, I mean, salt and vinegar is the one from the episode, right? So that's what I would go that's
3: with. That's my favorite. I love salt and vinegar chips. I, I love, I can handle the salt. Some people can't. I can. Um a sour cream and onion is delicious. Although they make a honey sriracha kettle chip. Hers does. Mm. That's the one I'd like to try. So Lauren, I don't know how if you need to email us, but we need to figure <laughs> out a way you can get these chips to us. That would be very um, nice. Um w- would be phenomenal. Um I would like the honey sriracha. I'll try that out. Maybe a couple of salt and vinegar's. Uh we'll, we'll of course we'll pay you for all this. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. And uh, we'll have to have Sean choose his own. There's so there's 82 total products. Oh wow. There's oh my gosh, yeah. baked crisps. There's pretzels. There's cheese snacks. Oh my gosh, that's a whole you're regional like brand. Guy... Like, I've
0: never seen hers any ever on the West Coast. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But you're starting to sound like the pretzel the pretzel day guy listing
3: all oh, the yeah. toppings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, like what's a comparable brand we have
3: here? Like kettle chips. But I thought kettle chips Tim? was.
0: Kettle Chips. Kettle They're Chips based out of Salem, I think so. Ah, they must be. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode of Chip Talk with... <laughs> Chip Cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, that is cool. That's cool. Oh, um, they have the
3: ketchup ones. I've heard ketchup chips are very interesting. I've never had them. Yeah, I don't think I have either. That's a
0: Canadian thing. Yeah.
3: But they have them here. All right. When I first heard that email, I thought she said, it's terrible or it's horrible. The in regards to the chip factory, but it's tourable. Tourable. Tourable.
0: We should include this with an office foods episode, which we've talked about many times. Oh yes. Um, Uh, Can we, but we've wanted to do an episode where we do taste testing, office foods, that kind of thing. And that would be, I say we
3: have hers chips live uh, on the show. We'll eat them. uh, And that'll be part of the food episode.
0: The way you said it made it sound like you wanted a rep from hers chips live on the show. (laughs) I would also take that. Yeah, Sp- sponsor um, our show for But No, that sakes. would be really fun. We have to do a taste test, and then we'll fi- we'll taste test all these different office foods. Maybe Ed Flake, Edwards cornflake Chicken, oh, you know, maybe. something like that. To go back to the break room moments, I really do love um, the uh, the Kevin is a good friend. Yes, he's a good friend to everybody. He's a good friend to Pam. He's going to stand up for. G- he's going to. He's going. He's, he's got Jim's back if he ever gets into it with Roy. But try to stay out of it. <laughs> you know, um, he, he's a good friend. Oops, sorry. Yeah, uh, Kevin.
3: Kevin is. uh, He'll 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 be honest with you. It's very hard Mm -hmm. for him to not be honest. In fact, if he has to not be honest, he'll shout warning beforehand very loudly.
0: (laughs) So he's he's good. That's true. Very endearing. Especially when when Pam is in labor, he says, "I am petrified." (laughs) So even uh, even uh, in moments of terror, Mm -hmm. he's a good he's a good Mm pal. So. Shout out to Kevin. But that's great. Uh, I haven't thought about the break room episode in a little bit, but that's fun. All
3: right. Next voicemail here comes. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Next voicemail coming from Rachel in Duluth.
6: Hey, guys. It's Rachel in Duluth, Minnesota. Don't you know? Third time caller. And I'm calling with a conference room segment known as Missed Opportunities. Me recall. Phyllis saying she likes to go out to bars with Bob and wear low cut tops and flirt with other men so that Bob (laughs) will beat them up. So I'm thinking in the weight loss episode when Dwight takes Phyllis out to a bad part of town takes her person's phone and leaves her to walk back to the office so that she'll lose weight and then she comes storming in the office and she picks up the phone and she calls David Wallace what if Instead, she had stormed into Bob Vance's office, Vance refrigeration, told Bob about it. Then her and Bob stormed up into the bullpen, and there was an altercation between Bob and Dwight. I think that's a missed opportunity. I'd like to know if you guys agree, and if you have any missed opportunities you would have liked to see play out. Of course, many have been discussed throughout the journey of your podcast yet I suspect there are more to talk about. So thanks for everything you do, and I will uh, look forward to hearing from you.
0: Thank you, Rachel. Wow, what a scene that would be. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Dwight versus Bob.
3: I know. I know. I I love that idea that Phyllis goes straight to Bob rather than trying to Mm -hmm. call Bob Vance, or trying to call, uh, excuse me, David Wallace. Do
0: You feel like Bob Vance might have the element of surprise if that were to happen.
3: I, I you know, that I, and Dwight is so has so much bravado and is so sure of himself physically, but to actually see him confront be confronted by Bob uh would be really something else though. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, when the only the only uh comparable moment we have is when Roy comes in and he's looking at Jim. So Dwight is you know, comes in from the side um, or is a is a surprise part of that that interaction or that altercation? Um, but I think I think that would be a, that would be a matchup of the Titans right there, Dwight versus Bob also one that would have a ton of ramifications for the rest of the show and the rest of the office park um, you know, battle between two of the members of the five families. Oh yeah, at least with Thunder Mifflin and Just a Battle uh, royale, five families yeah, <laughs> yeah, battle royale. Um, but I guess what other questions I mean that, that it's hard to imagine what they would do with Bob and Dwight. And then they'd have to deal with that for the rest of the show, which would be really difficult. I think Um, I would love a simmering bad blood though, between Dwight and Bob fans. I don't know. It'd just be mm -hmm. funny. I mean, he's got it. He says the, you know, he says, how do you work with that jackass and that other jackass and that new jackass? He means Michael Dwight and Andy. Oh, I know. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, that would, that would definitely be something. Um, Can you think of other missed opportunities?
3: Yes. I feel like they could have used one more episode where Todd Packer's involved and not that I want to spend more time with Todd Packer, but what he would force the other characters to do. So let's say the scenario would be something about like uh, Todd Packer has to do his big sales call, but he it's not, he can't do it solo and he needs, he needs a salesman to join him from Dunder Mifflin. And for some reason they won't let Michael or Michael can't do it. Cause obviously Michael would want to do that. So mm-hmm. they have to like, draw straws basically for who's going to go on this call with Todd Packer and spend time with him. And I think an Andy Todd Packer sales call (laughs) would be really, really funny. Just putting those two in a car together and having them interact. Um, And I think they would obviously hate each other at first, but I could also see them maybe through the course of the sales call, much like Ryan and Dwight did when uh, Dwight was teaching Ryan in the initiation that they'd actually find some common ground and, I don't know how that would happen, but um, it'd be funny if Andy was also good buddies with Todd Packer.
0: Which version of Andy would you pair with Todd Packer? Like season, season three, three Andy? bro, Andy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah.
3: I, I don't think it would work with the later, later. I, Andy. Yes. Agreed. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, the, the obvious one. That, I think that uh, like
3: Andy would go on that because he did. He doesn't know Todd Packer much, or he's like, I'll do it. Like, you called hmm. the right man for the job. Like that. That kind of Andy
0: whatever you say boss <laughs> yeah. riding with the pac-man yeah <laughs> can't wait yeah um the obvious one obviously is michael and robert california that has been established um i think we've talked about michael and nate on the show the conversation course. that michael and nate would have together nate with anybody I like the ad- honestly yeah, the idea of pairing up anyone with Nate. We talked about it in here, the Vance Refrigeration guys in Robert, California. Did you imagine um, Nate and
3: Stanley having a conversation?
0: No, I can't. <laughs> it would take so long. I can imagine them sitting in their break room and Nate saying, trying to start a conversation. Like, what do you think of the weather today? And Stanley being like, it's just the break room. We don't have to talk. <laughs> I think Nate would ask something, have something to say about crossword puzzles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there are others. Um Does Aaron ever interact with Todd Packer? I know I don't want them to interact. I know, I don't I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other characters who did who never cross paths. Um David Wallace and Todd Packer. Mm. Now that you brought up Packer, that's a lot of Packer Like Robert California, how about people David Wallace and Nate. They're like it's easy to go to these characters that are so extreme. Yeah. To pair with more uh, more normal or more mundane characters in the office. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, uh, it's, What about Jan and Nate? <laughs> I was thinking Jan and Gabe.
0: <laughs> oh, I oh, there's a good one I don't know what That's they would be answer. doing,
3: but I yeah, I feel like Jan would just smell the fear and just attack and uh it'd mm-hmm. be really funny. I don't know. I don't know what the storyline <laughs> would actually be. Yeah. Something she has a thing for assistance and she sees I don't know something about
0: it. Mm -hmm. And being Joe Bennett's assistant. What's going on? Where's the Quiznos? You're the Quiznos. (laughs) Uh, But okay. Anyway, thank you again, uh, Rachel. That was a fantastic question. All
3: right. Moving on. uh, Let's go to Matthew in Rhode Island.
2: Hey, MSPC. This is Matthew calling from Providence, Rhode Island. Hello. Um, I was just listening to your episode about Pam. Way back in the archives.
1: Oh, wow. And,
2: uh, you guys mentioned very briefly that you think, uh, being a postal worker would be a perfect job for Michael Scott. And that reminds me of a question that I posed to my Facebook fan group, uh, for the office on Facebook. And it was, if Donna Mifflin didn't exist, what would be the job that each person in the office would have? Um, so I'll start. I think Angela would be a perfect flight attendant. Um, she's just very procedural and I can see her doing like the (laughs) exits are on this side on the wing and stuff like that. And then I can also see her, um, like on the flight where a passenger's like, Hey, like, can I get a glass of water? And she's just like, no. So let me know what you guys think. What would be the perfect job uh, for some of these workers? Um, so
3: great question.
0: Thank Thank you. I love (laughs) that question. Well, should we start with Nate Packer or Robert California? (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I, the first one that comes to mind is Andy as a customer service representative. Um, <laughs> I said
3: Andy as a KJ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you go first. You go I first. there's nothing much more to say. I just like a job where he gets okay. to sing and perform all the time, a and he's karaoke. At yeah, okay, KJ is yeah, a karaoke yeah. someone who runs a karaoke night at a bar.
0: That's that's pretty. Um, um,
3: and just like just how he be, I just think he would just really blossom in that kind of a role maybe make you know maybe get a business going out of it but um you know he's sort of like he he actually finds his calling as a receptionist Um, yeah exactly like yeah and I think that goes to what you're saying but I think there's something about that task of like running that night where everyone's performing and he gets to perform every now and then um I I think he likes that aspect of there's a weird like service element to that but he also gets to perform which is his favorite thing
0: I just imagine Andy on the other end of a phone I mean maybe he, he would be a good person to have at a reception desk or something like that as well Um saying who do I have the pleasure of helping today <laughs> and like doing his little voices and singing his little songs and that would be that might be endearing while you're helping someone yeah you know there might be there might be something to that for Andy he can be performative um, and he can get that sort of, uh, people pleasing validation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think that's the one that comes to mind, uh, for me, first of all, um, I'll go next. I, I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Pam would
3: be a fantastic art teacher at a school, mm-hmm. elementary school, or middle school or something. Um, I know she says she like she tries really hard for kids to like her, but I feel like they would like her if she was a teacher and she's there. Um, she seems like she'd be really good at that. She's, She's very good at like listening to the kids and teaching them art and I don't know she'd be I think she'd be really solid at that job.
0: I think Jim would be a good teacher. That's what that's the other one mm. that I thought of. Maybe they work in a school way together. He, yeah, the way that he interacts with um with Stacy's daughter, mm-hmm. I believe um and take your daughter out of the work day. It makes me think that he has a very natural rapport with kids. Oh, yeah. And uh, that he would just be very good. I mean, he's, he's very good at being, when he's engaged and, and uh, excited about what he's doing, he's, uh, he does a really great job of bringing people along with him, as Pam says in season two. But The problem is, of course, that Jim works here, so that never happens. So kind of like an office Olympics, when, when Jim is leading some kind of fun classroom activity, I can mm. see that being like a very natural fit for him.
3: Maybe Jim. Jim teaches like history, and he's also, he coaches the basketball team at a high school. Something like that. Mm-hmm. See him, see him. He seems to end up in a good, pretty good, like kind of what he wants to do, sort of with athlete, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not the sports writer, guitar playing Philly Jim, but you know, at least he's in. I guess he's in Austin by the end of it, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Yes, ahead, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for Meredith, uh, as a, a streamer, <laughs> <laughs> like a Twitch streamer. Yeah. <laughs> I just think Hey-o. I just think yeah. she's got the energy Booyah. for it. Yeah, she she do it'd be a variety, she'd do a little bit of everything. There'd be some work she'd do some like just doing workouts, today I'm playing this game, today I'm doing this, today I'm just drinking, whatever. Uh I think she'd be mm-hmm. she could have a really entertaining like Twitch streamer or YouTuber, whatever.
0: Trying to think of something that Toby could do with his oh. uh love of mystery novels. She could have a YouTube channel where she reviews
3: hotel pools. No top scum. Meredith. Yeah, Meredith.
0: We talked about the idea of Meredith hosting a travel show. Yeah. And I, I still love that idea.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. She has the right energy she does. Uh,
3: for it. Yeah, um, <laughs> Stanley's still in sales, but at luxury cars, really high-end mm-hmm. cars. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm very influenced by Florida Stanley, but I think if The Office didn't exist, he'd probably still be doing sales. He seems good at it. Um, but if he was selling something he really cared about, like, say, luxury cars,
0: um, he'd be great. I can see Toby working a a bookstore.
3: Sit down, you know, like like really talking you through it.
0: Well, I mean, he could sell you on the luxury. Yeah, he can sell you on the the whole aesthetic in the feel. Yeah, like Uh, he can sell you on who you want to feel like when you're in that car. Mm -hmm. And then he gives you the Florida Stanley hat when you buy the car. Yeah, Um, Toby in a bookstore. That would be my next one. Yeah, just it's 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 such a quiet. You're not sending him back to the priesthood. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Although that's definitely like a later stage Toby versus earlier version of Toby, but yeah. um, just thinking about his his fascination with um, murder mystery novels and and that kind of thing, and like I can see him being a, a, a friendly
3: presence in a bookstore. That's a good. That's a really good call. Maybe a librarian even. Mm-hmm. He could also work at the school where, where Jim and Pam yeah, they are. all work in the same yeah. school.
0: Yeah,
3: it's called the school. Mm-hmm. And we're all gonna move him over. Andy's the custodian. The school. Michael is the <laughs> principal. Wait, I kind of like this idea now. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Hank's still a security guard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dwight teaches P.E.? P.E.?
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking Maybe. too. Yeah.
3: But also does like a garden Groundskeeping.
0: He also does groundskeeping.
3: Mose Mo's is the groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy's People the custodian. <laughs> but
0: singing all the time.
3: <laughs> yeah. Angela's the nurse. <laughs> yep. School nurse. Yeah. There we go. Okay, I like this. Yeah, Phyllis would be a good uh Phyllis could be a teacher. All the sales could be teachers pretty much. Mhm. Mm-hmm. What would be a good job for Aaron? Oscar could be a good principal too.
0: Oscar would be a great principal. Yes. Aaron would be uh Aaron, I mean, well Kevin's everybody. the cook like in the lunch line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andy could be a cook too. Remember how he makes that Cherries jubilee? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the cheese spread, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andy could be a good waiter.
3: He could be a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's kind true. of the do it all man. That's why you'd be a custodian who just does random tasks.
0: I am pursuing fame of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh is, but is we, we can go on this thought. for a long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The school. That's funny.
3: Yeah. All right. David Wallace is on the board with Jan. All
0: right. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um oh last one I had here was uh Phyllis and Bob are con men together. Oh, yeah. I think I mean that's not already older. a thing. Yeah. I don't like like Road tripping around, just like doing little scams, like pr- play acting as other people, just doing, having fun. I don't know. They'd be great con men. Mm-hmm. No one would suspect. No one would suspect them. And they know it.
0: Have you seen? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher the quote, but there's a deleted scene where Phyllis and Bob talk. Phyllis talks about when she went on safari with Bob. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. So this is what Phyllis says. During our honeymoon safari in Africa, Bob and I were driving late at night and he'd been drinking and suddenly thump. We hit something with our jeep. It was probably a man. We didn't know what to do We heard the police were corrupt and they might beat us So we just kept driving as fast as we could we bribed the airline got on a plane that night and fled home And she's crying as she's saying this now Maybe it was just an ostrich in a soccer uniform (laughs) Super heavy but, uh, uh, there's a little, yeah. And you see why they deleted it, there, but yeah. ties into the con man, yeah. life of crime, life on the run, Bonnie Ooh. and Clyde. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Jeez. Bobby. All right. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Matthew. Great question. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. No, lost that one. Uh, let's go on to this one. Uh, voicemail from Nami. Hey, MSPC. My name
5: Hello. is Nami and I am from the Bay area, California. Um, and I just had a question, if you could be a part of any office episode, which one would you want to be a part of? So, like, if you could be in the actual office universe, not, like, play a role, but if you could be, like, a temp or something, um, and just be in one office episode, which one would you want to be a part of? Um... I was thinking, like, Benihana Christmas would be fun um, because of the, you know, Margarita karaoke Christmas. Um, Goodbye Toby would be fun, the whole party. Um, But my top choice would probably be Prince Family Paper so that you could be a part of that whole um, Is Hillary (laughs) Swank Hot or Not? debate. Anyway, I just wanted to know your guys' take on that. And, uh, I love the show. I listen to it all the time. Thank you. So That's much.
0: awesome. Thank you. Bye. That's really, really nice. And thank you for sending in this question. It's a great one. So Alex, where would you go? Like who, who would you be? What would you do? Uh, well, I, I didn't really pick one where I was like,
3: uh, an employee of the office. I just mm-hmm. was like someone there at the episode. Like I would love to witness Gabe's Gettysburg speech, uh, just randomly. That would be amazing. Um, my other first gut was woof.com just to go hay place. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a fall themed event. Mm-hmm. Anything to do with with the changing of the seasons, a good hay maze, uh, I'm a sucker for it. I love a pumpkin patch. Um so I would ma- maybe woof.com just for hay. Oh, place. company picnic. How about you?
0: You play volleyball, you hang oh, that's out a good call. and uh you get to watch Michael and Holly's yeah, entire right. performance. Um you get to watch the triage as mm-hmm. David Wallace uh tries to figure out what to do after Michael's spoils the fact they're closing the buffalo Bridge. Um just it would be a fun oh, yeah. day to be a part of. Yeah, it would be a fun it's day to be a part of. Very entertaining. Yeah, anything Beach games? Anything uh, there's in that a same game, game or a party game. would be really fun. I think that would be that would be key. Mm-hmm. The pool party even? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, a pool party.
3: I mean, yeah, that, now you say pool party it's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, mm. wait a minute. That wine cellar, that house, that pool. Choice." yeah anything like yeah, that, that would that's be probably be really fun one. it'd be
0: fun to be in the basketball game, don't you think?
3: yeah oh, I'd love yeah, that be, yeah, well we'd dominate game. that yeah. game <laughs> 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 I don't know i think i maybe Jim and Roy would shout us they're pretty they're pretty good they're big um lot of tall dudes. I was just looking at how tall Bob Vance hmm. was' There's just a lot of tall guys he in the and show. Vance were, were tall men <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. tall guys. <laughs> jerry uh jerry from um (laughs) new jersey all right
0: um but yeah that that would be my answer any sort of fun party game occasion event like that booze cruise would be really fun
3: yeah oh yeah nice cold booze cruise what about ones that aren't that don't have a party like ones that are like where they're not going anywhere there's no party like what
0: which Um, one would you want to do Office, Office Olympics, Olympics. But also, that's a game. That's a game, you know. Could be pretty fun. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything with like a really good conference room meeting. Like I'm thinking of Michael Klump or uh, some, something like mm. that would be really fun. Cafe Disco? Yeah. Well, let. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, Cafe Disco. There you go. Yeah, let us know. Let us know out there if you had to choose. All right, moving on. Thank you, Nami. Great question. Moving on to. Uh, Elaine, uh, back in Minnesota.
5: Hey, Michael Scott, Paper Company. This is Elaine calling in from Minnesota. And I was just thinking, especially with the new Brooklyn Nine-Nine season coming out, um, during the pandemic, a lot of shows have decided to address COVID in the world. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's one of the plot points in the new season, and and Rec did a COVID special. And I was just wondering what that would be like with The Office. So what do you think the characters would react to with a global pandemic? Maybe Michael not being so careful or other characters like Angela just going to the extremes. And yeah, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this.
0: Bye. COVID season would be tough because there'd be a lot for them to deal with over the course of a season. I could see a few episodes for sure. And I feel like this is something... We even talked about it at other, at other points, you know, um, but I, we, we've, we've yeah. gotten a few versions of this question and we've talked about like, well,
3: we should we should talk about this on the show. But it's um, it is interesting because, yeah, I, I don't know how long if you could do a whole season or if it's just always in the background. It just becomes part of yeah. life in the show, just kind of how it has here. But um, let's say if it was a special like in, they did a. Whole Christmas yeah. special and it was all COVID. Dwight related. would be wearing his hazmat suit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like, would Dwight be all like super, super by the book, or would it be like, we should all get this? Expose we just, yourself to it, germs. It, it should burn yeah. out the weak. Yeah, I almost think like, good that COVID will you know like people who are weak and will probably die, and the strong will mm-hmm. like. I, I don't know if he'd have that like feeling, which isn't true by the way. But like I could see Michael initially, yeah, joking about it doesn't take it seriously. See something
0: online and then becomes the somebody number, he knows. Like, maybe someone in the office gets the office. it and then Michael is all of a sudden, you know, at their bedside, like you know, when they wake up. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will be. I yeah. will be here as long just as you call, need just me. Just it's really okay, Michael. Yeah, slathering
3: himself, <laughs> slathering yeah, himself in hand sanitizer <laughs> that Meredith is drinking.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to imagine. I mean, maybe maybe they all just work from home. Is that what happens? Uh, Yeah, Oh, the whole a whole episode, Mm -hmm. a whole episode where Pam says, "I don't really know what I'm supposed (laughs) to do anymore."
3: (laughs) That would be that would be funny,
0: like the yeah they've done they've done episodes like that, happy endings in an episode like that, Um, a reunion kind of thing. Like that Mm -hmm. would be, I feel like that would be the direction to go in. You know, yeah, you'd have to do it over Zoom. Yeah, Mm -hmm. be easier to do with the actors too. Could actually get
3: them to do it. Get all Angela's Mm -hmm. cats in the background. Jim and Pam would be sharing that you'd have you would have Michael, Michael calling Lally Jim and Pam at
0: like the worst hours on Zoom trying to get <laughs> time <laughs> oh to make the God. donuts yeah <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh
0: but
3: anyway uh yeah i think i think that the you know like i don't like covid wouldn't interrupt their you know what they do too much as they're just buying and selling paper, obviously the shipment part of it would probably be different, but they would, it would just be these characters adjusting to new habits or like things they have to do. Like, like Stanley and Phyllis, I'm sure would be very careful about it. Cause they're, well, I guess Phyllis is the same age <laughs> as Michael, but they would, um, they also wouldn't like care too much. They would just want everyone to leave them alone. Like, Oh, finally an excuse to not mm-hmm. do anything. Would be Stanley. Oh yeah, Stanley would be loving working taking from home. Zoom. Meetings. That's really
0: funny. Yeah, I,
3: it'd be the it'd be <laughs> the happiest Stanley mm-hmm. that's there's really ever funny. been. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Andy would be losing his mind mm-hmm. all out like we see on the boat, on <laughs> the glare bear. Yeah. Um, it does remind me though. You've seen that, I think, right when the pandemic started, and there was like a grid of all the office characters of like. What they would oh, call yes. COVID yeah, or yeah, how they I would remember. be referenced. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's like Jim coronavirus. It's like yeah. actually it's COVID nineteen and then it's all this. <laughs> and Andy's was <is> big Rona.
4: <laughs> That's
0: funny. But anyway. Uh anyway. Great question. Thank you. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I would
3: I would like to see it's yeah, Brooklyn nine nine, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it you, is, it's a ballsy really. move yeah. to like
0: have it it's be not a part an easy the land to have it something like that, something so close to the real world, like in, you know, inflected in the comedy show. But yeah, Yep. All right, we just got two more
3: here, uh, both short. Uh, two, this next one is from Avery, Texas.
5: Hey, MSPC. My name is Avery, and I'm calling from Argyle, Texas. Just something funny I wanted to share with you guys. I am um, teaching a unit on how we as writers can use our own moments from our own lives. To write fiction stories um, teaching 7th graders, and I'm using a clip from Koi Pond to show them how uh, Paul Lieberstein really experienced this moment in a business meeting, and I'm just super excited about it. So I'm wondering for you guys, what are personal moments from your own lives um, that you think you could turn into a fiction story? Um, I'd love to hear it. Love what you guys do. I'm now going back through oh, wow. and re listening to everything again, just like I do by re watching The Office. Uh, I love what you guys do. I'm grateful for you all. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks wow. so much.
0: That's amazing.
3: Thanks, Avery. Sweet words.
0: I mean, we say that, we say like, uh, thank yeah, you. That's really I didn't nice treat every this time, as... but it really hits every time. Like, that's it's, we Yeah, I know. It's, we also beat yeah, it every yeah. time. Very, very true. So thank you again. Um, and let's, what's the question? An example from your real life.
3: Yeah, I didn't really answer this as like what would work for an office episode. I was just thinking like mm-hmm. what is a good fictional story you could rework something. And for me, I I told you this story Edwin too, but I don't know if I've still on the show. But when my wallet got stolen in Winnemucca, Nevada, I don't remember this. I story. was coming back from a road trip. I won't do th- <laughs> that's I, I on won't Patreon do the whole story, but <laughs> all there is to s- <laughs> yeah on Patreon the full half hour story. Um, the short version of it is. I my wallet got stolen at a gas station little convenience store gas station while I was getting ice for the cooler in my car I was driving back from Vegas back to uh, Portland or Eugene one of the two places at the time but I stopped in Winnemucca and my wallet got stolen and I I managed to with the clerk and I went and looked at the tapes and there was just a moment right as I was like going to get change out of my car to pay for the ice and I left my wallet and the guy came in took it and left just like really quickly and I had to spend the whole night I had to spend the night in Winnemucca I didn't have any money I had nothing my wallet was gone but through the course of seeing the security cameras seeing the guy even though he had sunglasses and a hat on it's such a small town that the clerk the clerk's <laughs> son hangs out with that guy and I was able to get the phone number of that guy through the clerk's son so I had to stay at this, like, clown-themed <laughs> hotel in Winnemucca, just texting the guy who stole my wallet. Like, constantly texting him. Because I was like, I have you on tape. I know your name. I really would rather not go to the police because I want to just get out of the city and just get my wallet and leave, please. So please don't make me call the cops. Um, I found a different guy's wallet <laughs> in a trash can while I was looking for mine. He was really happy about that. It's a whole saga. Uh, and he lied all about what he did with it. And he eventually turned the wallet into the police station. And even the cash was still there. Because um, I think he was afraid I was going to get them involved. Which means he dropped it at the sheriff's station. I went and picked it up in the morning. And he texted me. It was there. And I left Winnemucca. But I think that whole story could be repurposed into a very different fictional story that could go a lot the of only, directions. But at the,
0: the thing is, yeah. if you're going to make it a fictional story, you're going to have to come up with a more believable name than Winnemucca. <laughs> Winnemucca, where everything a ran ranamucca, oh, ran-a-mucca. <laughs> yeah. yeah ranamucca, <laughs>
3: dude, it's like a it is I, the my my perspective of Winnemucca, Nevada was like like for all the people who can't cut it in Vegas, they go to Reno, all the people who can't cut it in Reno go to mm-hmm. Winnemucca. <laughs> that's that's what it felt like,
0: and I don't mean to like make fun of the name of the town, it's just that like it sounds like you know uh a thing where everything uh. <laughs> <laughs> things spiraled out of a muck that's what happened there okay <laughs> hard not to think about that no during one
3: <laughs> during the story yeah no one no one planned to settle in
0: Winnemucca <laughs> you know what I mean it's like everyone ended up there um so, including me for a night it would I okay so this is something that just came to my mind uh and I could see Michael doing it as well maybe but once um okay we were doing this cancer walk uh and it was it, it was tied it was associated with the marathon and, uh, I think the, for those who don't know, that's a benefit to raise money for cancer research. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. Um, but we got to the last mile and me and a couple of the people were like, Oh, let's run the last mile. So we did. Um, and when we got to the finish line, they were splitting people up. They were splitting the walkers from the runners. So I got like shuffled in with all the marathon finishers. And so like I crossed the finish line with all these people who would like actually run a marathon and I was just there on a Sunday morning to like walk a few miles for this, for the, for this event. And like, I was just, somebody gave me a banana. Like it was, I was just in the, it was, <laughs> I was like, Oh man, I'm not supposed to be here. I was wearing like a North face jacket. Like, <laughs> it, was like it was like, Oh man, this shouldn't, this, I do not belong with these people who have just like a, completed this big accomplishment, you know?
3: I could see a fictionalized version of that where, like, you get mistaken for, like, winning this marathon, and you literally have never run a marathon before, but it comes with all these accolades and prizes, and you just kind of go with it and become, like, a famous runner
0: from accidentally that winning. Would, I, I know, could that see would, Michael could doing funny. that and then just being all swept up in the adulation and the, you know, the yeah. praise. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Running around high-fiving you. everyone yeah you. mm-hmm. you're the real heroes here I love yeah exactly and that's yeah. that's something that i could see yeah
3: very michael move great question Avery. thank you that's uh that was a, a backdoor ordinary things yeah. question as well so snuck that segment all right last one this one was just for me there's really no question but it's a voicemail that compliments me so i'm gonna play it
0: let's hear it yeah
3: <laughs> it just brought a smile to my face
4: you so that from vegas uh, listening to the newest episode of 123 What If yeah, on the way to work. Dude, that drop Alex, the drop on Sean with the everybody! Kevin's gonna get his. Oh my god, That's the best drop you've done. I listen to every episode. That's the best drop that you have done. I split my gut laughing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just well done. Just just really, really well done. And guys, all three of you, thank you for giving me a smile to start my day. You're a blessing. Love you all.
0: Awesome. That's
3: it. I think it was Seth. I think it was. Or Wes or Seth. I couldn't hear it with the connection. But if it's Seth, thank you so much, man. That was like. Just, just, hey, just made me it, smile. As it should
0: have, man. That was great. I, like I think I can remember that moment. The, the tone of Angela's voice too, in that drop <laughs> is what makes it like, <laughs> "Hey, everyone!" Yeah, there's it's, it's, a, it's so an interrupting drop, so it's it is perfect. Um, yeah,
3: it is. It's just it's just a rude <laughs> rude drop,
0: uh, but no man. It. Hey man, you make the show. You really do with the drops. Like it adds such an amazing dimension, and uh, it's it's one of my favorite things about the show is never knowing what drop is going to come when, um, and the fact that you can surprise us with them. And I remember in the Michael in New York episode, I was trying to say something, and you kept dropping on top of me. <laughs> it was so hard to finish my thought. Oh, yeah. and you were like, you're like, oh, I'm yeah, losing yeah, yeah, my yeah. train of thought. So, uh, no, I will, <laughs> I will second that. I was man. trying yeah, to derail. Uh, so hard.
3: It's a secret ingredient, well, Fry Show. That's for I, sure. I appreciate it. It's fun. I I wish I was better. Like there's there's probably a better way for me to do it, and I have so many that are I can't even access anymore. So at some point, the show will just become drops, and we'll <laughs> we'll have them all. But um, every time we do a character or a single episode, that's where I actually end up getting the most because you just there's so many more drop moments that I every time I watch The Office, it's you like
0: oh my god, the that one would be where uh. Um, Either Gino or Leo is, is saying ass 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 ass. When somebody's trying to make a serious ask, ask. point, oh, she, just, she... <laughs> just follow us around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, ass 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 ass.
0: That's
3: probably like the furthest like before you get to like the FCC rule breaking that they could say <laughs> on network television. <laughs> like, what word? Could he could he be spamming there? That's it, Edwin. There's no more voicemails. Okay.
0: Well, uh, this week, uh, we for won't do show. any trivia this week. Um, we're getting right at our at our time. But thank you again for sending in your voicemails. Uh, it's always fun to get that insight from people and those questions on the show. Um, as much as we... If you'd like other questions answered,
3: please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Five bucks a month, you get a monthly exclusive mailbag episode and access to ad-free episodes on your own private feed. Uh, for all of time,
0: you know, one thing that I love about our show and that I want to do with our show is that we can get people to think about the office, which they've seen, maybe seen a million times and look at it in a different way. And with voicemails and, and listener questions and stuff, you, you get us to do that as well. So, um, thank you again it. for, for, uh, interacting with us and engaging with us. It's truly appreciated. Um, you can find us at, uh, MS podcast company at com uh you can find us on instagram you can find us on twitter you can find us on facebook you can leave a voicemail at our phone number which is 503-694-9314 and of course join our patreon uh where we make it we it's just five bucks a month you get a bonus mailbag episode you heard uh you heard that already um but join us there Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you again for hanging out with us, for listening to us uh, for making it this far in the show. Just know that we really appreciate it, man. It's, it's, uh, it really is a joy to do the show and interact with everybody. Uh, we look forward to it every week and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing, man. Yeah. Thank it you uh, thank you again. Uh, we look forward uh, to hearing more from you. Take care, stay safe and we'll see you next week. pippity poppy, give me this song. Yes, yes sir)
5: <laughs> Da-da,